When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! Who isn't a soup guy? Is there anybody that's like, nah, I don't want fresh homemade soup on National Homemade Soup Day? It's uh, Everybody's a soup guy, right, Al? Were you thinking about that, yeah, because I no. gave praise to the one yesterday? Honestly, no. I, I, I'd forgotten about that. Was it good or bad? It was It was pretty decent again. Okay, it's like good. a couple in a row that you've had that... Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I feel like you're kind of – it's like next level. I don't know what's going on I'm, here. Look, we're, we're almost a year into the show. I'm finding uh-huh. my groove, and everything's just kind of becoming, you know, like we talk about. Athletes need to go from not thinking about it to just doing it, and yeah. now I'm not thinking about it. Well, we're just well doing noon, it. yesterday at noon, the 12 o'clock hour, yeah. you thought about it. Do you remember no, that? Where you? No, you like, get, I thought that was at the 11 o'clock. Was I, it I, 11? The, the, I, think you were, yeah, I think you said my 11 o'clock one was a little forced. <laughs> I was thinking about my form. I was thinking about where my – are my feet on the floor correctly? Am I arching my – my back probably. You know what it's equivalent of? It's equivalent <laughs> of somebody swinging you the rock and you thought twice about shooting it. And by the time you now were like, okay, yeah, I'm going to shoot the ball. It's not a natural shot anymore. Yeah. There's nothing natural about the jumper anymore. <laughs> this one you just did right now, Thank you. the ball swung. You you already took the shot that was Clay before Thompson, they even baby. threw the ball to you. <laughs> just catch and let it go. Don't think about it. Just catch and release along the way. Um, I just tweeted this a minute ago at Travis Rogers at Alan Sliwa on Twitter. Um, I you, you know how I'm a note taker, right? I just I, yes. I have my pad and I like to I like I think my my mind works a certain way, and if I don't write it down right away, it's in one ear, it's out the other, it's gone. I'll never remember to bring it back. Okay, once you write it down, do you look back a lot, or do you? Is it just help you remember it? Uh, it helps me remember it more than I look back at it. Every once okay. in a while, I look back at it, but it just kind of helps me remember it. And I just made a list on my pad that mm-hmm. just reads fajitas, golf, Olympics, and traffic. That's all it says because these are the ones I'll that put I it need together. To... You want, want me to put yeah. it together? Yeah, please. You're going to um, you're going to make some fajitas this weekend, <laughs> so you have to go make sure you get all the proper groceries today. Tomorrow, you're going to be golfing. Uh, what was the other two? Olympics and traffic. While you're watching the Olympics, you will eat the fajitas, <laughs> and traffic is just always on your mind, no matter what. It doesn't. You don't even have to have Live anything. You're California, just already thinking there. about like how it's you're ubiquitous. stuck on a freeway. Um, no, 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 and no. These are all the ask sleaze that I want to get to at some point. I've, we we already have <laughs> a awesome. curated list of ask sleaze, and, and there were a lot of good ones. Uh, and these are the ones that I need to make sure that go to the top of the list because. They're just they're that good, and, and now, this is what do, our people do. Al, do you ever make a? I haven't done this in a long time. Do you ever make a to do list? Almost every day. Okay, I, I I don't do those very often. I used to do it. They're and helpful. It's, it's a very productive way of going about your day. It's like yes. okay, well I'm going to get these done. Blah blah blah. I thought literally what you just said to me was like your to-do list. It just said, but you don't even have details. You don't need the details. It just says I know what fajitas, golf. golf, Olympics, and traffic. And that yes. like that that set up your entire day. Okay, no, no, now I'm ready to go today. Is there anything more satisfying than taking your pen 
and scratching something off your to-do list. It is just it's it's almost well, it's, as good as having it done. Like if you okay, I got to go to the cleaners, get gas, yeah. do the dishes and put out the trash cans. Mm-hmm. And you put out the trash cans and you go across put out trash cans. Like that feels terrific. It's Here's the only thing satisfying. With Here's the only thing with that. Man, does it just stick to you when you don't do something? Right? <laughs> well, like that's the opposite. That, the right? one that is not, you know, crossed out. That one just kind of. And then, you know, you get to the next day and you're like, well, do I do that one? Well, yeah, but that was from yesterday. That's the only thing. Like, I get exactly what you're saying. Do you do you do a to-do list where it literally says go get gas and take out the trash cans? Yes, because I will forget. My 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 awesome. my I my memory is, is awful. Awesome. I, I yes. like I told you before. I have the weirdest memory in the world. I remember uh-huh. the baloney song from 1977. But sure. if my wife says, "Hey, Trav, can you take out the trash cans? The, it's trash." And I, yeah, sure. If I don't write it down, they're not going out. It's just simply not going to happen along the way. And the one that doesn't get crossed out a lot out is uh. Work out. Go for a walk. Get outside. That's the one that doesn't get crossed out nearly as often. That's the one that's kind of at the top of the list every day. It's kind of the the standing order on the to do list that never gets done. Do you have one of those? Yeah, they just you you put it down there. You want to get it done, but you know that it's it's more of a pipe dream than anything else. Um, you know where I, I struggle with it's just like getting on a consistent. Hey, you know, go to the gym, do this. Do it's it's more those things. Like I think work wise, I'm good. We got it covered, right? Like you and I are actually pretty good about this. If you got a Rams game coming up on the weekend, yeah, you're thinking about it. Okay, how am I going to do this? I'm going to stretch. Like we're we're pretty good from that department. But if I said, hey, go spend an hour. Do 30 minutes on the elliptical. Doesn't sound like anything crazy. And then go 30, 45 minutes lifting some weights. I look at that as if I have to climb Mount Everest. Like, I I don't know why... I don't know why that one is. And by the way, every time you do it, you're like, oh, how good do I feel? I want that feeling again. It, and then the next day comes, you're like, it's, again, the biggest challenge in the world. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it doesn't help. It's like you do it, you feel great. You're like, why don't I do that every day? And then the next day comes around, you're like, yeah, but I got a whole bag of chips right here. Okay, why would you know I want to go to the gym when I could eat these chips? You know what's kind of baller? I saw this. I forgot. I think it was Jamie Foxx that was saying it. And it's, it's, the, it's the exact right thing to do. And he's like, all the things I hate doing, I do right when I wake up. He goes, because then I don't have to stress about it the rest of the day. So his explanation was um, as simple as this. If I don't like working out, I'm done working out by the time you even get to 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. Because (laughs) I hate working out. So then I'm done with it. And now the rest of the day, I don't have to worry about working out. And after I watched that, nothing changed. But I just wanted to share that with you. (laughs) I think you guys should join my uh, my spin class. I go about... Three Not times a, a week, and you guys are going to come to my spin class where I have a great time. It's a good idea. And jam some tunes. It's, it's a good Silver idea. Lake. It'll be great. I, I, I This is my formal invitation to I, invite I, you guys. I appreciate the invitation, and, and it sounded sincere, so thank you. But I don't know if they make a spin bike that would um, I think you're accommodate me right somebody now. like myself. Because yes, they, they do. You would, you would need some sort of like industrial apparatus to bolt it to the floor. Have you seen that commercial where the, the mayhem guy is riding the bike and he goes yep. flying through the window? Yep. That would be me. I would okay, tip what if, over. What if, I would die. I would have a heart attack. A whole bunch of things I'm just trying to put ideas that. together here. But what if we, we take two bikes? Right, two of these bikes, (laughs) put them side by side together. Okay, (laughs) so one bike you got the left, the the left pedal going. The other bike you got the right, and then you still can kind of have the handlebars all the way. It's not a bad idea. I'm just saying, it could be done. 
It's not a bad idea. I was thinking more of like when you started to, to lay this out, like a tandem where we're on the same bike with two seats, like you see sure. people ride on the on the Absolutely. beach down in Santa Monica. Yep. The, the tandem bicycle. We could. Do you guys have a tandem spin class that Alan and Sliwa and Travis Rogers could Trav, jump in on? Like Travis, are idea. you going to pedal? I can't right now. I'm good. You keep <laughs> Put this my thing feet going. Up. You you ride from now until ten thirty, and I'll take us from ten thirty. So basically, to the the spin class is me riding a bike. With your weight on top Pull, of it as well. Pulling my yeah. fat butt from behind, <laughs> getting it done like that. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. It's a Friday out, but we are still yeah. giving away chances to qualify to win tickets for the big game. Listen every hour for the Super Sounder, and when you hear it, caller number seven. Same deal as yesterday and the day before that and the day before that and the day before that. 877-710-ESPN and you will qualify to win a pair of super tickets to the big game. The 710 super ticket giveaway from your championship radio station 710 ESPN. Okay, so you got a chance to win your tickets and it's so funny. I Watching the game last night and Lakers do what they do. They fall behind. They, they you know The third quarter is their nemesis. That just has been their their kryptonite all season long they come out of half and they just never look good in the third quarter they fall what was it 17 points behind at one point or is it 14 uh 17 was was the highest lead for the clippers in the game okay against the team with no paul george against the team with no Kawhi leonard anthony davis was playing russell westbrook was playing so it it was the same old story again and it felt like the same old story again then they made a little run in the fourth quarter. They come all the way back. They run a beautiful play at the end of the game. They get Anthony Davis a lob at the rim. And the place is, you know, it's rocking because there are a million Laker fans in there. The sure. place is going crazy. And then they give up the the bucket at the other end. Reggie Jackson goes down and does what he does. And it just, they fought hard. They showed desperation. AD had a, a, a nice game. Russ knocked down a big three. I know he didn't shoot the ball well over the game. But all of the good stuff and then, Boom, they lose again. Just right back to where we were at the start of this thing. It was so deeply disappointing. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, nothing surprises me anymore, right? Like, nothing shocks me. The, the fact, I, there were moments in the game where they're down 15 or 17, and I'm tweeting out, like, I, I don't I don't fully understand it. I understand the, the, the Anthony Davis and the Russell Westbrook piece. I understand that I should not be sold on them – having a chance to win any game just because what are they now six and 11 without LeBron James. So yep. just use that as an example. It's like, all right, why would I be sold that the Lakers are going to win this game? But as a game kind of goes on and they're down 15, it's like, okay, so you're going to tell me it's not even going to be a game in the fourth quarter. It's not, you know, the camp, you can't walk into the fourth and it's a five point game. Then Lakers storm all the way back. I think they went on a 12 to nothing wrong. Malik Monk hits some shots. Russ hits some shots. AD does what he does. Austin Reeves is all over the floor, just like he always is, just <laughs> hustling true. and everything else. But you give up, you know, you exert all that energy to come all the way back. Then you actually take a two-point lead, and you think, Trav, usually you win those games, right? Like teams yep. – Once you uh, get over the hump, you, yeah. you typically close the show. It's more close to where you, like, pull within four, and then they put it back up to eight, and then the game is over. That's what usually happens in the NBA. Come on, man. As soon as they go up two, Marcus Morris hits a, hits a three. And then, you like a you said, three. a tough three. I mean, no, it <laughs> was good three. defense. I mean, yeah. it, it's especially the guys kind of trailing behind him. That's a really, really tough three to take. Um, then the next possession, you talked about coming at a timeout. Just a beautiful, drawn-up play. Russ to Anthony Davis. Great lob. Lakers go back up one. Hey, they're going to win this game. Reggie Jackson, you know, kind of calm, cool, and collective. He's a he's an interesting dude in the NBA, but that is kind of – 
I don't care. Let's just give me the ball and let me go to work. He hits a bucket. AD misses at the end, and you're just kind of standing there like, yeah, no, no, this is just the season. Yeah, this is exactly how everything has gone so far this year. And even when you get your hopes up for a quick second, yeah, those hopes come right back down. And I don't I don't know if it's – I guess it's just not shocking anymore. It's just, no, no, this is the Lakers this year. Nothing, nothing <laughs> has gone right. It's and, so true. And if you're playing the Clippers who don't have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard – um, you're you're not only guar- not guaranteed to win the game, you can lose in a soul crushing way like they did yesterday. So I, I don't know if you watch these games the same way I do. When, when I'm watching them, I'm looking for things for you and I to talk about. I'm looking for <laughs> angles to discuss these games, moments that I want to bring up the next day. Hey, when this happened, I thought that this was going to sure. happen. That made me feel like this. I, I, this is how I'm watching the game, right? And you're, you know, we're kind of in the negativity lane for most of the night because it just, you know, Carmelo gets hurt and they're getting down by 17 points and the Clippers don't even have their best players, et cetera, et cetera. And Al, like you just said, when they ran that play out of that timeout, mm-hmm. when they had that little pick and roll and, and AD curls to the rim and Russ gives them the perfect little lob and bam, dunk, and they got the Al, I had, I had that moment. I'm like. Could I, could this be it? Could this be the moment where they finally ran a play out of a timeout that looked like they knew what they were doing? They took the lead. They came back against a team that is incredibly scrappy and tough. Maybe not a great team, but a tough team, for, to be sure, in the Clippers. And they won a game without LeBron James because Russ and AD showed up, because Malik Monk, and all of these things. And, hey, maybe this is the time that you can plant your flag in the ground and go. Now they lose. It just it it just was so deflating because it happened in the span of about two seconds. The AD has the dunk, the ball's going racing up back the other end of the court, lay up and in. And you're like, oh my gosh, are you, are you kidding me? And then AD comes out, makes that shot, goes length of four. By the way, pretty good shot. Looked like it was going down, kind of rattled in and out. And you're just like, you gotta be kidding me. This, really? This is how you, you, you pulled me all the way back in for a moment of this could be the moment, and then all of the hopes, dreams, and, and, and wildest fantasies of this Lakers season are right back in the reality of you're way under 500, LeBron James isn't playing, time is running out, and this blank doesn't work. What do I say? Like that, it, it's like it's literally the way you described. I think is every Laker fan. I mean, when Carmelo has a hamstring strain yeah. right before the end of the first half, I'm like, of course. Yeah, no, no, no. This is – he's walking towards – he goes straight to the locker room. He'll get reevaluated. We'll get some kind of update at some point. But it's like even – if I said what are one of the bright spots for the Lakers this year, Carmelo's going to come up, right? Carmelo, to sure. me, was – this is a surprise. I, I, I was – I wasn't expecting Carmelo Anthony to have – and, and it's, it's, a, it's a necessity. It's not a luxury, right? Like I thought Carmelo right. would just be, hey, you're not going to ask much from this guy. He comes in. He's going to get a lot of open looks. Carmelo's been one of the bright spots. I'm not sitting here trying to make a case that Carmelo's been the best player on the team or anything like that, but he's had a pretty good season under the uh, circumstances. And then he goes out, and it's like, yeah, none of this. Of course Just he does, right? compile it all together. <laughs> this has been – this is the perfect example of the Lakers season so far. And yesterday, now you're – Back to three games below 500. That's the sweet spot, right? That's the sweet spot. It's, it seems either, to be. You're not going to get three games over 500. <laughs> Hopefully you don't drop three games below 500. And now, what do they got? Five games left before the All-Star. Basically what you're saying, Trav, they go two and three or three and two. You're either two games below 500 or four games below 500 with 25 games left to go. And that's they got 29 at this point. 
Oh, they'd, I'm sorry. They'd have 24 games left to go at the All-Star break. That's not even the most depressing number that I've heard about the Lakers recently. I'm going to really bum you out when we come back. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. <laughs> when was the last time you rode a bike, Al? When, when we like, not, I'm not talking like a spin thing, like a stationary. But like you got on a bike and went for a ride. I had a, I had a bike for a couple years, and then it just got straight up jacked. I had a good lock on this thing too. Okay, actually, it's a good story here. Okay? <laughs> okay, all right. So I had a bike at one point. I brought it to my girl lives in a condo complex. So there's a, you know, bike rack underneath at the parking lot, the parking structure or whatever. Sure. So I went and got what I thought was a really good lock. Like, let's just make sure this thing doesn't go. Um, like a U-lock, like a chain. Like, what are we talking about here? It's a chain, but it's, you know, like the actual chain is really thick. So it's okay. like it's a, somebody's probably not going to be able to use it. You got you to gotta really be you got to really want the dedicated bike. <laughs> yeah, to go get the bike. Um, so I had a bike for a while. I would ride it, you know, twice a year. It just really, really just took advantage of it. <laughs> I, I had it down in the I had it down in the parking garage. Trev, the bike got jacked, okay? And there was a security camera to see because they had a few issues where people were taking bikes. So go back and they were going to go look at the security camera. This Somebody brought a basically, I think the best way to describe it, um, I don't know if it's a blowtorch that you're using to get through the chain, but Yikes. something along those lines to get through that chain. And, <laughs> I, you know, part of me was like, I almost wanted that person to have the bike. Like, they wanted the bike more than <laughs> they, I did. They needed it more than you did. <laughs> I mean, just think about that. I, I would ride the bike twice a year. Like, it was just pathetic how little I rode the bike. And this person was like, I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to get the proper equipment. I'm going to, I'm going to get it. I have to put a helmet on to go steal your bike. Everything that that individual put together. Were they wearing one of those welder's masks? And they might the as well. Or might as well. Real commitment. You know, when it was all said and done, I was like so much, I had so much respect for that person. I almost wanted to meet him. Like, hey, listen, take care of it. Okay. I hope you ride it more often than I do. Nothing but love. Awesome. I, so, I mean, hey, my look, bike story. He, he really wanted to get it done. He wanted really the bike. wanted to get it done. It's time for some Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So, Lakers season, it, it, it's funny because the Lakers and the Clippers record, it, they're, they're very similar. They're both right around 500. The Clippers are exactly at 500. The Lakers are where they've been for most of the year within two or three games on either side of 500. So, same kind of year. The difference being the Clippers 500 is actually kind of encouraging because the foundation of what they are isn't here, right? That Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are hurt. They're not able to play, and yet they're still able to stay around 500. That's pretty good. 
the opposite of the Lakers, right? They're around 500, but most of their pieces have been here, or at least you know two out of three of not them have together. been here. Not, right, not, not together, together but, but enough but for you three. to think. Of course. Right, be five games over 500, not almost five they games have below had 500. Two of, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell, two of the three of them have been available all season. Right, There, there yeah. hasn't been a point where it's just been one of them at any point. But yeah, still, Russ has he, only missed one game. R- yeah. Russ has been Russ. He, he plays, right? So mm-hmm. there's no shade on him at all. He plays every night. But So they're very different places about where they are moving forward and how it feels structurally, culturally, institutionally on what they're trying to build. And I wonder if this number doesn't kind of really reflect that. And and I understand that the Lakers went through a period where they were in the lottery and they were trying to collect draft picks and maybe winning wasn't the top priority Then they go out there every single night. I yeah. understand that. And that the Clippers had a nice run with Lob City where they were a very good team. And they continue to be a good team. 30-7 and seven in their last 37 meetings against the Lakers. The Clippers have beaten the Lakers 30 times in their last mm-hmm. 37 games. That is stunning to me. I get the extenuating circumstances, but 30-7, and seven, that is really sobering, Slee. So when I first heard it, I was like, what the hell are we talking about here? What do you mean they're 30-7 and seven against the Lakers in the last 37? But to be honest with you, I guess it doesn't – it bothers you to an extent, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. You're right, Lob City, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. I mean, there were games where I'm like – Lakers are down 40 against the Clippers, and they were – Remember that they Christmas lay, game a couple of years ago where it's like, oh, my Oh, goodness. no, no. They were – it was they like a personal thing. They were up by 50 They were laying points. it to the Lakers, lay, laying it to the Lakers. What I'd be more concerned about with the Lakers is if they didn't have that run that they had and they eventually won a championship, that the Clippers – listen, everybody thought when Paul George and Kawhi teamed up together with the Clippers – the Western Conference is the Lakers and the Clippers. These two squads are going to go head-to-head. What's happened, Trav? The first year that, that Kawhi and Paul George got together is the first year that Anthony Davis and uh, LeBron are playing together. Um, Clippers blow a 3-1 lead in the Orlando bubble against Denver. They don't get a chance to play the Lakers in uh, the Western Conference Finals. The following year, last season, Anthony Davis gets hurt, Lakers are out in the first round, Kawhi gets injured, but Clippers still get to the Western Conference Finals, but that's as far as they go. And then this season, I think this season's telling the story. These are two playing tournament teams. Um, we don't even know if Kawhi is going to come back. I mm-hmm. mean, Ty Lue said something to the effect that he probably Doug won't come back like this season yeah. yesterday. I think February 24th is when PG is going to get reevaluated on his elbow. The Lakers have not given any indication that they're going to make noise in the playoffs. I get the head-to-head matchup. The problem is the two teams haven't faced each other in the playoffs. Like it would be, it would mean more, I think, if these two went up against each other. And Clippers said, "Remember when we took you out?" Yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. But to me, there's more of, hey, what, what's going on globally, right? Because this is not just a, a season or two. Thirty-seven games where they play each other four times a year. So you're talking four about four times the, a year. Or so right, you're so talking you're ta- about the last maybe six, seven years. Well, four times a year, four in the thirty-seven is nine. You know, is nine and one left over. It's it's almost a decade. Yeah. It, it's nearly yeah. a decade yeah. of thirty and seven, and it's so heavily lopsided. I get it that there is some stuff. Clippers should make a but, banner for that. <laughs> they don't just give them block, any ideas. They might just they might block the li- one, block one but, of the Laker banners. Just say what, thirty and seven in their last thirty-seven. <laughs> What it tells me, A, that's very funny, and two, is they've got a foundation that works better than the Laker foundation. 
It, 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 I'm not. The Lakers have won a championship in this window, and I get it. And they have LeBron James. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't pick the Lakers a million times out of a million, and which team I want to be a part of. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is, they're the stability that one organization has, and it was on display again last night. Al, Al I, I watched the NBA pretty closely, not as closely as you, but pretty closely. There were guys out there for the Clippers. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that guy was on the Clippers. I didn't even know yeah. this guy's in the league. And they're beating a team with Westbrook. They're beating a team with Carmelo Anthony. They're beating a team with Anthony Davis. And it's like, wait a second. There's something fundamentally wrong about these two pictures being together because one team is, I don't want to say thriving, but surviving despite missing its two best players. And the other team is floundering despite having two of its three best players still on the court. It's it's a really Um, unsettling feeling. Can I tell a quick story? Please. Yesterday I go to uh, – so it's a Clippers home game. Why did I feel like I was in Milwaukee or something? I just <laughs> All they have to do is just change a couple banners at the arena and in the Chick Hearn um, – Well, know, not change, room, cover up. <laughs> no, no, I'm not even talking about that. Change a couple oh. banners like walking in. Oh, okay? I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah. just people have like a Clippers logo on. The floor is different. You go into the media room. Media rooms usually it's, it's – uh, uh, purple and gold, right? It's going to be like the Laker colors that are. These are red and blue, and I I felt like I'm like I don't know where I am. I don't know where to walk. <laughs> Why did I feel like I was in a completely different city? And, I, and Michael and I were talking about it. They move our broadcast where we're going to be yeah. for the game. The banners, which I can't remember. I don't know why I can't remember this. I don't really remember last season Lakers and the Clippers. I, it just doesn't dawn on me. I know they played against each other. I know Clippers had some home games. I was walking around yesterday, Trav, like I was – it's the first hockey game I've ever been to, and and I was in, in Montreal. Like, nothing made sense. All they had to do was just change the colors, and everything threw me off. <laughs> Let's try a quick phone call here. Let's go to CB Valley and Joey. Joey, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Joey? Yo, what's up, guys? Um, you know, the Lakers, they're just bad, like – I've load managed the last few games because I'm just like I'm tired of watching them. Okay, that's creative, bro. So what do you yeah, do? So how, how do you how do you load man? Do you say like, hey, I'm going to watch the first and the third quarter? Do you say, hey, the last three minutes of the, the third quarter of the that's second and one. third quarter you're not going to watch? Explain to me how you load manage. Here's how we load manage, boys. Um, I catch the tip off. I always watch the tip off. Right. I get the tip off going. I see the tip off. Lakers go down immediately, uh, about 4.16 every single game. That's when I shut it off. That's when I, uh, I order in some Uber Eats, some DoorDash. Uh, little <laughs> well, that's two uh, different things. Uber Eats and DoorDash are different. But go ahead. I'm well, sorry. I'm preoccupied with stuff dog. like that. What's that? It depends on what I got the coupon for. If I have the Uber <laughs> Eats coupon, I hit that. If I got the DoorDash coupon, I hit that. You know what I'm I like saying? you. I like you, Joey. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, I love man. I'll come back uh, fourth quarter. Uh, about eight minutes, I'm checking back in, right? Uh, you check the score. Uh, if LeBron James is playing, I'll tune in the rest of the fourth quarter out of respect to the King. Um, other than that, though, bro, I'm out. Yeah. Well, I... he said something, Al, that I don't know if you want to say it out loud. I don't know if I want to say it out loud because I keep holding on to this idea of LeBron's going to get healthy. LeBron James and Anthony Davis in a seven-game series are still a dangerous combination. But what Joey said may be true. This team's just not very good. They, because they've how many games are they've played now? Over 50. There are three games under 500. There has been very little indication that they're trending in the right direction. We got him right, right where direction. we want him, bro. We got him right where we want him. Is he right? 
we got them right where we want them. This is exactly if I told is, you before the season Joey started. Right? Um, is he right that they're just not good? Yeah. Uh, I think there's definitely when you have expectations to be really good and you're a below 500 team at this stage of the season. I think that says a lot. And I still think, by the way, that there's still people going to hold out hope that, well, when everybody's healthy, we'll take our chances. But the reality is, I don't know how you're going to beat a Warriors or a Suns team in a seven-game set. By the way, Woj put out a tweet. Um, there's optimism that Carmelo Anthony's right hamstring strain nice. isn't serious, and he's expected to be day-to-day Good. Um, on a return to the Lakers lineup. So we'll see what happens there. All right, so Super Bowl coming up in nine days, Al. Somebody that's been through the entire process. Former Rams head coach Mike Martz going to join us next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, just nine days away from Super Bowl 56, the Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Rams going back to the Super Bowl for the second time in four years. Somebody that has been through this himself, the head coach of the uh, the St. Louis Rams at the times in the Super Bowl, Mike Martz, joining us here on Travis and Salee. Mike, how are you feeling this morning? Great. Good morning, man. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. So take me through what Sean McVay's feeling right now. you got about a week to go before the Super Bowl. All the preparations, all the football, all the non-football stuff. What's it like as the guy in charge of the whole operation? You know, it's interesting because he is the play caller. It, it's a little bit more difficult. The good news is he's got two weeks. Both the Super Bowls that we were in, uh, it was just a one week for preparation. And having that extra week, you know, obviously you don't put the game plan in yet. I think you gather as much information on your opponent as you can. And then just glean out uh, the stuff that's real important to you, the tendencies, your own tendencies. Take a real hard look at yourself. Uh, before you put together that game plan. Uh, I'm sure they'll do some general stuff in football, but they won't zero in probably until Monday with their regular game plan. Coach, I'm curious. This is going to be the second go-around for uh, Sean McVay. H- how much different do you think, or how much do you think that's going to the, – the how much more advantageous is it getting that second opportunity? They lose to the Patriots a few years back, and now I know it's you know primarily a completely different team, but – um, the expectations, what to expect on a kind of leading up to the big game. How uh, how beneficial do you think that will be? 
Well, I think fair benefits. I think what happened to him is the Patriots uh, did something defensively that they really weren't prepared for. Um, you know, they went to that five down, and uh, they had to deal with that. And that's not something that they'd seen all year necessarily. And I think that's part of the Super Bowl having two weeks. You have to have a go-to plan for anything that's just a little bit out of the ordinary like that and react to it and kind of move in that direction with your game plan. You know, there, there's an opportunity here to really look at all, everything that they do and and find the little chinks in the armor, so to speak, and take away the thing that they do best, which is get that ball to chase. Mike Martz, former NFL head coach, joining us here on Travis and Slee. Mike, how much of, of this week and, and even next week is about the football and how much of it about everything that goes around the Super Bowl that isn't actual football as the head coach? Obviously, there are media responsibilities and everything else. Is, is it a difficult juggling act to try to make sure that you can service both of those accounts the way they need to be done? It's a madhouse. It's hard, particularly when it's uh, squeezed into one week. It's uh, it's crazy. And I can imagine this week is kind of their time to, you know, the players especially to be with the media. You know, it's light practices and time to heal up a little bit before that game. And I do think from a coaching standpoint, uh, you just you don't ever let up. You know, this week, even though, you know, they'll be involved with some of the media the things that they need to do, they're still locked down and, and looking at everything, preparing their game plan. And like I said, I, I don't know that they'll really finalize their game plan until next week. Coach, is it as simple as this? Uh, Travis and I were talking about this a little bit earlier in the week. Um, the expectations that the Los Angeles Rams have had all season long, um, and you know, I, I would say the regular season, some things went their way. The loss to the Niners dropped them down to a four seed. But the way things have kind of lined up for them, and now one game away, the game's at SoFi, a uh, chance to win the Super Bowl. Is it as simple as this, that your season was a success if you win a week from Sunday and it was a failure if you lose a week from Sunday? Is it that simple or is there more to it? I'm just curious to get your thoughts on that. We, we've gone back and forth, took listener calls. Is it is it as simple as that to describe whether the season was a success or not? It is. <laughs> Either you win it or you don't, buddy. You know, you must be 0-16. You know, it's just that's how you feel when you lose it. I've lost that. So um, it's hard. It's very, very difficult. You know, you know, our, even in St. Louis, they canceled the parade, even though we had lost and all that. It's just a miserable, miserable moment to lose the Super Bowl. And I know Sean's been through that. So it's hard. It's very, very difficult, even though you've had a great season. I think the additions and personnel they've done is remarkable. I don't know whether Sean's responsible for that or whether it's the GM or whoever did that, but it's made a difference. And they're playing with a different energy than they've played all year. Uh, looking at them defensively, they're energized. They're doing some different things up front. They've changed their coverages a little bit. Um, the, the speed up front, to me, is what you know the, uh, Cincinnati's going to have to deal with, and that's the matchup. And then, of course, Akers, I think, will be the difference maker for the Rams on on offense, providing hangs onto that football. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline, like Mike Martz, the coach of the St. Louis Rams. And, and coach, like you talk about, you know, when you lose the Super Bowl, not, nothing is good, nothing feels good, everything feels like, you know, what what just happened. Is there anything about losing to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, even though at the time maybe we didn't know what they were about to get launched? As time goes by, knowing that those were the guys that did it, that softens it at all. 
Not really, because, you know, when you look at that game, we turned the ball over three times. They got all the points off our three turnovers. One was a pick six. We had a right tackle that went down that week, and we had took a guy up the street. He he was a missed blocking assignment on a simple dog and hit the quarterback, and it's a pick six. And, you know, we had a – they painted the field. Torrey slipped and fell down on a simple slant. The ball hits the corner of the chest. He runs it back. So the things that – you know, we had those those three turnovers on first down. They're all first down turnovers. That was, of course, 17 points off of those turnovers. You know, I think statistically we dominated that game. Shoot, 31 first downs, close to 500 yards. But, you know, those takeaways, they, you know, they didn't have 100 yards going into the, the fourth quarter. So, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot more than what the Patriots did. I think they were happy to get out of their guns for you. Uh, Coach, final one, and uh, we, we greatly appreciate the time. Um, so much of uh, the hype this season and, and the conversation, and this didn't start – it started before the season started and it continues on a day-to-day basis. This is why you went out and got Matt Stafford. This is why you gave up X amount of picks. Um, he's going to be the difference of potentially getting to you where, where, where you want to ultimately get to is, is winning a Super Bowl. H- how much do you think Matt Stafford's game on Sunday will dictate whether the Rams win a Super Bowl or don't? How much is on his shoulders? I'm just curious to get your thoughts. Obviously, that's the quarterback. That's the player that everybody keeps talking about. How much of this game is going to be on Stafford's back? It's all on his shoulders, all of it, you know. You look at the two forty nine games, he didn't play well. He had the turnovers, pick six and whatnot, and he plays well in the third one, they win. He plays real well, they'll win. I you know, I don't think there's any question in my mind about that. Um Matthew in his career, from where he's been, has always had a tendency to have two really ugly throws during the game. Uh he's eliminated that. He's come to a system that Sean McVay, what they do is so disciplined. Uh, the discipline of what they do, he just has to stay married to that and uh, not hold the ball and, and become kind of go off on his own a little bit. He's just got to make sure his decisions are good and he gets that ball out of there quickly because what they're doing is exceptional. Um, and he, if he can eliminate those one or two mistakes that he has a tendency to do, I think he'll win it. Mike Bart is the co-host of the Run It Again podcast with Ron Pitts. Of course, he coached the Rams into the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Mike, appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much. You bet. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Appreciate you it. got it. You know it jumps out of me, Slee. You know yeah. it just that. Well, this he slipped. Ball hit him in the chest. Pick six. They didn't have you knew the yardage and oh, going into the everything. It just sticks. When you lose this game, it's mm-hmm. you remember all. Well, if this goes differently, if that goes differently, if this guy doesn't slip, if this guy doesn't make this mistake, or if we block up this just this one guy, that's the pressure going into these games. The the pressure isn't hey everybody's watching. It's that the thing could literally turn. On one guy slipping, on one guy missing a block, and your legacy is entirely different. Your career is Super Bowl participant is different than Super Bowl champion, and it could come down to one thing. Well, think about it. I mean, these guys, this is what they do their entire life, and you get that opportunity. You might never get that opportunity again. You think Matt Ryan wakes up how many different times, you know, during, oh my the, gosh. during the course of a – it's just these things do stick with you. And I, I, it's interesting from a coaching perspective because a player perspective is one. But from a coaching perspective, you feel the responsibility. Man, if I'd have just done this, why the hell did I not make this running play instead of trying to throw the ball? We, we, we were talking with the, 
the uh, anniversary came up a couple of days ago, the Pete Carroll, yep. uh, the interception, and, and not handing the ball off to Marshawn. You think these guys don't think about <laughs> that all the time? Well, you, you might be Brutal. having a great day, right? Everything is good, and then all of a sudden you think, well, why didn't we just run the freaking ball, Marshawn Lynch? <laughs> I'll take a venti pike, and, man, I really should have run that ball. It's Happy just, anniversary. It's, we love you guys. <laughs> why the hell? Yeah, they were letting me score. They were going to let me go. The clock was more important than the points at that point. I don't know what we were thinking. All right, coming up next, it's Ask Slee. Fajitas, golf, Olympics, <sighs> traffic. That's next. Travis and Slee with 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Always a great day for Ask Sleep, but especially on a Friday, and I know I can trust this guy. We're going to go start on the phones, 877-710-ESPN. Jason in Downey, hashtag Ask Slee. What do you got, Jay? So, Travis, you did say it best. It's a great day because my wife and I found out we are expecting our very first child. All right. That's Congratulations. Congratulations. That's awesome. And with that comes my Ask Lee, Big Alan Sliwa. Will you be the godfather to my unborn child? <laughs> Have a great day. Jay, whatever you need, bro. Whatever you need. Okay. That's a by the way, that's a very that that is a very big ask right there. Al. It's a it's a big deal. You gotta you gotta step up. If Jay needs me, I'm I'm available, okay? We'll make it happen. Uh but that by the way, how cool is that? He found out today? Come on now. That's a good day. That, that, that is one of those days amazing. that is incredibly exciting, mm-hmm. something that you've been looking forward to for a long time, and also one of those, I need to get my you-know-what together. Mm. <laughs> I am now responsible for somebody other than just myself. It's a very, very sobering moment along the way. All right, so here's one of the ones that uh, was on the list. Sleeve. What was it? Just real quick, what was yeah. on the list again? Uh, fajitas, golf, Olympics, and traffic. No, it makes, <laughs> makes perfect sense. <laughs> this is from Nate. What Winter Olympic event would Slee like to participate in the most? Your options are doubles, luge, skeleton, or ski jumping. Um, ski jumping is basically I'm asking to get injured. There's <laughs> Have you like, ever seen luge and skeleton? <laughs> those are insane. Ski jumping might be the safest option of those three. Is it? Is it of the three that's the safest? It, it might be. Those, those okay. skeleton things go like 90 miles an hour. <laughs> All right, then whatever is the safest option, that's what I want to do. <laughs> Curling? I'm already was, getting, I I'm already getting nervous. Yeah, I, I think curling looks fun. By the way, do you I watch? Do you watch good. any of the Winter Olympics? Uh no. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, well, some of the Nothing. skiing, like the downhill stuff, is kind of exciting because they're going so fast. But okay. I would, I would be lying. Let me rephrase the question: 
do you go out of your way and say, okay, hey, I'm going to sit back here. Let me put on the Winter Olympics. Or is it like you're flipping through the channels and there's the Winter Olympics and you stop? That's it. Hey, oh, wait, downhill skiing? Okay, cool. I'll watch this for 20 minutes. That's kind of of where the Winter Olympics fall for me. Uh, All right, Curtis writes, hashtag Ashley, what's your favorite hostess snack cake? Is it Twinkies or the hostess pie? I need to know. Hashtag Ashley. Uh, I don't really hesitate in this one. The hostess pie. Yeah, that's the right answer. Do you have a flavor? Do you have a, the, your go-to flavor of the pies? Just the what, – what's the just uh... – So there's cherry, there's apple, there's lemon, there's boysenberry, there's chocolate, and there's vanilla, and there's peach. Not that I've ever eaten any of those things. I'd go vanilla. <laughs> I'd go vanilla. Not bad, it's not a bad choice. The vanilla yeah, one good, is, is good not a bad choice. What did you say, Emily? I, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. That was very quick, Trav. Your your <laughs> yes. list of the pie flavors I, was incredibly fast. Yep. I used to go to a Chevron in uh, Santa Barbara when I was in school that had a wide variety of Hostess pies. So I'm very very familiar with the pie selection there. Are I, you a, are you are you a Twinkies fan or no? No, Twinkies are are not my jam. That's, okay, they're not I, bad. I do not need they're that. definitely not bad. But I I don't know the last time I had one. Um, but when you do have one, you're like, what is this? I don't even know what it is, but it is arguably the greatest creation ever. <laughs> and then you're like, all right, I probably won't have one again for another five years. It's probably still living somewhere inside your body, too. <laughs> Let's try John next. What odd candle flavor would you want made for Casa de Slee? For example, I'd love a cilantro or fresh-cut grass candle for my house. Hashtag ah, fresh-cut grass. I like yes, that. That's a great one. I, I need one that's, uh, you know, woodsy. Right, like outdoor pine trees. They have one like, that smells like a campfire. Would you like that? I've seen that one around. Campfire. I don't know campfire. I just I need the uh, I just need the woods. Right, like I need. Uh, listen, anytime you go, where'd you go? You went to uh, Mammoth. Yes. Went to Mammoth. Right. That's when you decided, hey, that family's going to put on the chains. You're telling them why are you guys trying to put on the chains. That whole thing. Uh-huh. Is there something when you're just up in the woods in the mountains and you just there's the smell is just it's just different like it's, uh, it's was, actually fresh air i was too busy trying not to die on the drive yeah. up there so I, I really didn't get to enjoy any of the scents along the way let's try another one on the phone let's go to pasadena and kevin kevin hashtag asks lee what's up kevin good after, morning gentlemen this is uh, based on a caller who said travis is not the tub he sounds like <laughs> so hashtag asks lee is travis smarter than he looks <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. That's uh, n- that's very nice of you to ask. Trav's a, an, an intelligent man. He's a smart man. By the way, he looks smart, too. Like, right now you have glasses on. Instantly, listen, <laughs> the moment you throw glasses on, instantly for me, I'm like, okay, the guy's already smarter than me. So I, like, I start – my back gets a little bit straighter. I start really taking my time as far as uh, – I, I guess you could say making sure that everything that comes out of my mouth makes sense. So right out the gate, you got the glasses on. Travis Thank intelligent. You. Don't question Travis Rogers. A mile wide and an inch deep is my intellect. I've got. I can't go beyond two sentences on just about anything that's not George Brett or baseball cards from the 1980s. Uh, this is from Darb in the OC. This this scratches our uh, golf box. Draw or fade? Hashtag asks Lee. <laughs> fade. You're a fader. Yeah. All right. First of all, I'm not a I'm not a good golfer, and the and. Instead of changing something in my swing, like if I'm if I'm hooking it left, all I do then is just change my stance so that I was hooking it still left, but it's going to go closer to where I need it to go. So I'm not a good golfer. You know, okay, hey, Trav, I got one for you. Okay. 
You know what? I just I I, I made my first purchase on the Oculus. Oh, go on. So now you can go and you can purchase games, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Okay. What do you think? I just what what my purchase was. Well, the fact that we were talking One about sport. golf makes me think that it's a golf thing. PGA golf. There. Oh, oh, that's oh, that's so much fun. Bro. Do you get to play as Tiger Woods, or do you have to play as yourself? I haven't even got that far. I think no. I think you're. I think you are playing yourself. I think this is all kind of avatar based. Blah blah blah. You whatever. I don't do any of that. I just let's play. Do does in the Bro, Oculus version it of is PGA awesome. Tour golf? Is yes. There a, is there a beer cart? Do you like after about an hour? Does does the digital version of the beer cart come by and offer you a, an icy cold beer? There's no beer cart, but I will tell you what what there is. You really have, like, control of the greens. Like, I can't putt. Like, right now I'm in a stage, right? I cannot putt. My putting game is just off. I only played a couple different times. Uh-huh. But that is a fan. I, I can see you if you don't. I know you love going out there, golf and everything else. But just wasting some time doing something, that's a good one. You like the I PGA do like one. to waste time. It's, it's one of my specialities. All right. Let's get to the fajitas portion of the list. This is from Francis. Which meats would you choose for a sizzling fajita combo? Now, the, the meats, so I'm assuming you have plural. You can choose more than one. Um, I would go steak. Like yes. Steak would be my go-to. That's the first one that I'm going with. Chicken fajitas are amazing too, but I'm going to go steak over um, – over uh, over chicken. You don't want to throw any shrimp in there. I was going mean, to say that's an that, option. That, here's the thing with the shrimp. <laughs> it would be third on my list. Yeah, it would be third on my list. So if I'm ranking these steak fajitas, by the way, what's better than you go to a freaking good restaurant? They bring the fajitas. It's just sizzling, right? Like you just other other tables are looking over, saying, "What did he just order?" There's nothing better than that. Get the warm Cry tortillas. For attention, Get the warm tortillas, Trav. The fajitas are already gone. A little guacamole, some salsa on there. But I'd go steak, my I, number one. I think you're both like your order, by the way, is spot on out. That's the right way to do it. But Emily, it, it is an attention seeker for sure, but it's also one of those, ooh, that looks pretty good. I, how do you not order that to, when that comes exactly, by you? Like exactly, I, how? Like if exactly. you're sitting there holding the menu and this just sizzling fajitas walk right by you, it's like whatever they just got, get me that. All right, this one is from Front Porch. <laughs> this is our traffic question. Does Slee believe it's more fuel efficient to run the air conditioning or to drive with the windows down? <laughs> Hashtag ask Slee. I would assume the windows down, right? I'm assuming that that's... Your aerodynamics are going to suffer. Your fuel economy may may uh, suffer as a result. I have... I, it's so funny. In my car that I have, there's a, a mode you can go to, okay? You can go to sport mode or you can go to eco mode. Okay. I've had my car for probably four or five years. I do not know when I've ever gone sport. I'm like, yeah, no. What, what am I? I'm not Jimmy Johnson here. I'm going eco, and if that eco saves me a dollar and sixty-eight cents every time that I drive, then I'll take the dollar sixty-eight. I love that Jimmy Johnson's your go-to NASCAR guy. Go Listen, Granite Hills. We both went to Granite Hills. I understand. I we both have deeply. history together. I respect it, dude. What up, Ryan O'Coin, my fellow uh, Granite Hills Eagle person in my life? One more on the phones. Let's go to Long Beach and Jeffrey. Jeffrey, hashtag Astley. What's up? Yes, uh, I'm going to ask Lee, uh, if you were jogging in the mountains or some hills mm-hmm. along a lonely stretch of pathway and you hear someone jogging in the back of you, uh, they're jogging, but they're wearing a hockey mask. Okay. Do you maintain your jogging or your, your jogging speed or do you, or do you run faster? Uh, Thank you, Jeffrey. 
First of all, Jeffrey, I enjoy going to the woods, and now I'm a little <laughs> hesitant. A little hesitant to go to the woods. Um, do you ever? By the way, have you ever gone? And Chad, this is probably no for you, but you ever go on one of these trails where? And I say no only because I know you're not crazy about going camp something. But there, there are times you go into these trails, and I'm like, what was that noise? What was? You know what I mean? Like every okay. single thing that you hear, you're yes. like. Yeah, it's over. I mean, and, and I've done this up in Sequoia where there are bears in Sequoia. Like, that's not a a shocker if you saw a bear. I've never seen a bear. So to answer his question, um, I'm 100% sprinting as fast as I can. Why would somebody have a hockey mask behind me? I'm, I'm asking that question. Okay. Believe it or not, I have a hiking in the mountains story about wild animals that I will give you when we come back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 